And welcome back to the All I Know podcast. We're continuing the series today of Star Wars The Clone Wars review. And if you're keeping up, this is season three. And as always, I gotta have my boy Ricky here with me to help me out. Glad to be back. And uh, follow me on Instagram at kimcheeses.exe. Just gotta plug that real quick. Oh, you're gonna plug that in this week? Just gotta. I like that you're plugging it in this week. So, alright. Season 3. Opens with a bang. Let's oh, let's be real let's here. Let's just let's just talk about the season as a whole from what we remember before we go into all of this. I think it's a pretty good season. This is when Star Wars Clone Wars really starts getting good. This is opinion. where you see that exponential curve start to yeah. skyrocket. I think when you go from Boba Fett arc and straight into this first two episodes, oh yeah, this is you know this is going to be good. I think I remember I remember exactly where I was for this. I was staying at my grandma's home and Saturday morning went, oh, new Star Wars The Clone Wars, have to watch it. And wow. It blew my fourth grade mind just completely open. For me, um, I lost interest in The Clone Wars around season two. And um, and, and I for a couple of years, I was kind of in this like, uh, whatever. But uh, I got my hands on Netflix. And during my high school years, oh, that's yeah. when I really started picking up. So I rewatched episode uh, seasons one through two to get a refresher and like i start wa- re-watching the rest of the entire clone wars and multiple times over and season three was phenomenal I, the so animation good. has stepped up uh, you can tell this is like finally this is where this is the story that dave filoni wanted to tell but he had to build yeah. that world first he had to build the characters first he's and here. he's finally here this is it this is the turning point ladies and gentlemen mm-hmm. all right so first opens up with a total Banger, season three, episode one, Clone Cadets. Guess who's back? Fives and Echo and Heavy. Dominic back. And so is we get reintroduced to Droid Bait and Cut Up because you know they died really quick. Very early, like clone fodder right there. Yeah, they just died really quick. So this comes this is the second episode chronologically. So you have got you know, Cat and Mouse, season two, episode sixteen, and then it's this, right? So this is occurring elsewhere, away from that Christophsis mm-hmm. timeline. So this is all happening in. So this in is before everything else. So it's pretty much the prequel, in a prequel, right? <laughs> it's a prequel of a prequel for the prequel movie, Revenge of the Sith. Just there's no other way to put it. That's, that's just that's the just, only. There's way. no it's better way. Prequel I've said it better myself, but. Oh, I love this episode. It's it really shows like you know, not all clones are created equally in a sense. Mm-hmm. Just like, it, yeah, they're individualized and they're all you know same genetic code, but some of them are just different. It's their nurture over their nature. Right. And this is a military training environment. This isn't where they're actually facing combat, but this is where they are preparing themselves to go into that kind of world and you have to be able to work with your peers no matter what and that's a very important lesson that you'll learn if you ever do take the opportunity to to learn with the services is that you have to put put your emotions away and you you see these five clone cadets learn to understand each other and work together because uh, more more so than just like in the regular military in our everyday lives you see these clones are genetically almost the same 
each and every single one of them. And so they have to learn how to work together. And it really emphasizes that whole point of Dave Filoni's trying to convince us like these these clones are people and individuals. And yeah, they all feel completely different yeah. to me. Like they all like if you yeah they're the same genetically and they look the same, but like they all act differently. Like I if you told me they were all different people. I believe you. Yeah, they just look a, look a little same. Maybe related, yeah. but a little different. And yeah. I, I like to cut up I because, you know, I just relate to being the jokester. And usually the jokester dies Dude, cut up got, like, he got dicked on by brick. Exactly. But, like, but he didn't even care. He was like, whatever, dude. Yeah. No, I definitely like this. And we also get to see, like, you know, they were kind of failures. Like, let, let's be real here. They kind of were. It makes sense that they were on the Rishi outpost. On the... On the in the in the Kaminoan aspect of cloning these their product, mm-hmm. these would be considered borderline failures. Yeah, you'd want a refund, exactly. And and this uh, another important aspect I want to point out is this is where we're first introduced to Arc Troopers. Can, can, canonically, we are now seeing, like for the first time, who Arc Troopers were. Well, they were told. Oh yeah, no, it's uh yeah. In the next episode, we see. No, 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 no. We, Oh yeah, we see them. Yeah, I yeah. See they, what you're this saying is now. like this is their first introduction, not into combat, oh, yeah. but like who they are and like. It's kind of like, in a, in a way, I guess it's like, oh, I want to be special forces. Like, I want to be a Navy SEAL. That's kind of like Tell what these guys are looking. Bolt. For me, it's... I, I thought it was Colt. I, I thought it was Maybe Colt. it is Colt. I, I know Rancor and Colt, and those are the two. I know Colt is the one that gets stabbed yeah. by the massage. <laughs> Colt. Yeah, that's Rip how Colt. I remember Colt. And, uh, but yeah, no, overall, I think, you know, this episode, like episode one of season three, Such was a phenomenal. Episode. And just really building that, you know, backstory. Like, we are going to be invested in Echoes, Echo and Vibes for a, quite a while. Yeah. And so, then, after this, so, I think the way that this kind of just goes is just, like, it goes, like, season three, episode one. Season, like, yeah, season three, episode one. Season one, episode five. And then back to season three, mm-hmm. episode two. Because we do a bit of a time skip, and it turns out, oh, Grievous is about to attack Kamino. So, you know, the Republic's just like, oh, we need to all protect Kamino. And really cool episode. Great episode for the clones. We kind of just see, get to see every major clone come together except for Waxer and Boyle. Oh, we've got uh, Echo and Fives, those little clone cadets from uh, last season. Oh, 99. We forgot to talk about 99. Oh, how do we forget about 99? Probably because he died really quick. Yeah, but like 99 was like kind of like the glue that brought the, the mm-hmm. Domino Squad together. And and like, you know, at, at heart, these clone troopers, you know, because they're individuals, and but also very different at, at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you can see 99 physically cannot be up to standards and i re- i relate to that a lot a lot of good people who can't physically live up to the expectations of service you know even mm-hmm. though they would make fine officers or or en- enlist them and usually can't are, are kind of yeah. cheated out of it i don't think it should have been a janitor like yeah, he had no. the heart of a soldier definitely and he he, he was definitely kind of like one of like the best embodiments of what a clone could be mm-hmm. and um so there was there was 99 there was the clone cadets there was fives and echo there was Rex and Cody, mm-hmm. and, and that, then we got this was like almost like the Avengers right here, right? Just and like, and then we also got uh, Anakin and Obi Wan doing their thing, right? And then we have the clone arc troopers, and then mm-hmm. you know at this point, Fives, Fives, and Echo are recently inducted into the Five O First because of their outstanding uh, service, and you know, and they continue to prove themselves further because. 
They took they, out they, like they, everything by themselves. Exactly. Like, they just held down at one position by themselves, which is really impressive. Like I no doubt I think because Captain Rex commanded the uh, Fives and Echo to like you know take on this kind of special mission. I think if it was like Cody and Wax and Boyle in that position, I think uh, those two would have been become Arc Troopers. If they yeah, they would have. It's just whoever was there. Time and place, mm-hmm. and, and that's how usually medals can be hand, handed out during service. It's just time and place, and if yeah. someone's lucky enough. It's just what it is, but. I think this was awesome. Again, we see Dave Filoni's attention to detail of Anakin and Grievous cannot meet, so they're gonna be like in the same hallway. But they'll fight. They'll fight. But they'll be else. fighting somebody. Yeah, or like they'll just like Anakin will like turn a door, and then like Grievous will come out of like just walk past that door. Exactly. Like, it's to me. It's like that funny attention to detail, and they're teasing us with it, mm-hmm. which is I think it's just like oh. Is Anakin gonna meet Obi Wan, or is like Anakin gonna meet Grievous? You know how did you see the unfinished episodes of like season seven unfinished? I believe so. Yeah, some of them. So yes. like the uh, the Udupau arc. Oh yeah, I really when like they were literally one. like, so like there's this one scene where like Anakin is like literally in one hangar, and Obi Wan is on another hangar. And Obi-Wan is, like, fighting Grievous, and, like, Anakin's trying to get to Obi-Wan and to help him fight Grievous, but he just doesn't. It's just, like, you're so close, Anakin, but you still can't get there. <laughs> but George Lucas already made made whatever he did. Yeah. So, But, but Arc Troopers is such a... It's such a good episode. And it's so... It's satisfying because, you know, these clones really feel that Kamino mm-hmm. is their home world, home planet, so they really want to defend it. And you see, uh, you know, Fives and Echo become inducted into Arc Troopers. Yeah. And we won't see them later until... Until the, season five. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 wait. Oh, is the this button. season four? No, no, no. We'll see them at the end of season three with the Citadel arc. That's right. We do mm-hmm. see them at the end of the season. So we'll we'll we we'll, we'll be seeing them mm-hmm. a little bit uh, later. But uh, I think this was a phenomenal episode, really humanizing mm-hmm. the clones because you know once you start to give things a name, a home. Yeah, and looking back, do you know with hindsight being twenty twenty, just seeing like how this all came about, it worked out really well in my opinion. So next up. This episode was definitely filler arc. Like, there was no need for it. Mm-hmm. And I personally didn't like it because it was just Jar Jar being Jar Jar. We're talking about episode three, Supply Lines. Right. It's just, eh, Jar Jar being Jar Jar. New Gunray's there, I think. And But the other flip side mm-hmm. of the story, I think, with uh, Captain Keeley and... Uh... I'm a gun die. <laughs> I'm a... <laughs> gun die it was it was it, can you make it more obvious i am going to die please shoot me but i think they went out in a really yeah, bad they way. were absolute chads I, I, I think that was phenomenal that was a lot of fun for the a republic little, a little sad to see but you that, know that's all there is to it i mean like it's just not it's not a very good episode it's just jar jar being jar jar like i like seeing that the republic can win but at the cost of a lot of lives a yeah lot of good lives yeah and that does bring it up it's just like the republic does take a lot of losses like jedi mm. aren't invincible but like jedi can fall just to droids like we've seen that before mm-hmm. uh so next one do you remember this i episode? the only thing i remember is ahsoka breaking into like save uh the senator and and uh she's like blackmailing the trade federation guy and he's like you wanted there and like you know it's like, yeah that's that's just about as far as i remember yeah sphere of influence it's just an ahsoka like it's just an ahsoka episode it's just like a 
eh, it's just an eh episode. Not much to talk about. Ahsoka gets some growth, but that's about it. I'm kind of upset they didn't do more with Senator. Uh, oh, I can't. I, I can't remember her name. What's her face? Uh, the blue one. Yeah, I don't remember. But like, I I, I remember she was she was pretty good and had really good uh, chemistry with Ahsoka, and I'm yeah. kind of I'm upset I'm upset they didn't use her. She could have been like, like uh, a mini Padme yeah, to like kinda. to Ahsoka in a way. Yeah. But it, not like with the romance and stuff. Yeah. I mean, even if it could be with the romance, I just didn't get romantic feelings. No, not not that. It's like yeah, I get what you're saying. Like the sidekicks, like the partners. Like the yeah, duos. like Anakin has Padme in the Senate, and like you know, Obi Wan's got Satine. Yeah. Like, when is it with politicians and Jedi? Who knows? All right. So now we get. Guess what we're coming back? to? Oh, this is the this is the lunch yep. poisoning whatever mm-hmm. jiggy. We're coming back to Mandalore. So this one is a Padme center. You know episode and Padme gets a lot of focus in this season she gets a little bit of focus more than some seasons but like Padme's here and she gets to team up with Duchess Satine which is really cool just like oh somebody's poisoning the lunches and then it's like oh what happened oh turns out it was Prime Minister Almec who was using using the black market and it's like okay cool like cool episode we see Padme just be a badass that's why I love Padme in this show that's why I should check out my tier list on Clone Wars characters Padme is great Padme's like, great like, and she just gets to exemplify who she is in this episode like who said Star Wars doesn't have strong female characters huh? we literally had what? Leia Organa <laughs> the LA Times exactly come on come on yeah but good episode and they had like those cool Egyptian aliens oh yeah the the, the, the pikes the pikes no not the pikes you have those uh, they're like pharaoh type I just remember them like these the green ones yeah those are the pikes no those aren't pikes pikes are the pikes pikes are are something else no they're not no, the pikes are the ones that uh that when they when Count Dooku reveals that he's Tyrannus to yeah those are pikes those weren't the the green ones people here weren't pikes no what pikes have like helmets for heads and stuff like that yeah let me show you a picture of them. Let's see. Sorry for the the momentary uh, uh, interruption. Yeah, just need a. Yeah, see. Yeah, I yeah. think we're talking about two different things. Yeah, here. these are like the pikes. Yeah, these are. Uh, yeah, those aren't the guys. Oh. Uh, then I think They're we're like... talking about two different things. Yeah, we're talking about two different things, but I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's besides the point. But yeah. uh, you know, just I just had to enlighten. It's kind of see. It's it's kind of like seeing like a mirror, you know, of like both of our two main protagonists, Anakin and Obi Wan, mm-hmm. their their love interests. You know, yeah, seeing how they operate on what they do in their side of the politics side, because politics is not a clean line of work. Let's no, be let's be not. honest here. You got to be able to get down and dirty with it. Be careful. I'm not talking about politics ever on this channel. Yeah. So, but you know, overall, I think it's 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 a you know we're back on Mandalore. Mandalore is always exp- always ex- a blast. It's always exciting, definitely. Uh, moving on to episode number six, the, the Academy. Academy. I don't. I remember something along the lines of Satine's uh, cousin, or like not cousin, but nephew. Nephew. Yeah. And then, do you want to say it or should I? Uh, you go ahead. Yeah, uh, Satine's nephew's definitely her son. <laughs> Just gonna throw that out there. No, I don't think Obi Wan has. No, Obi Wan yeah. mm-hmm. did not break the. No, maybe, yeah. maybe if yeah, he. I definitely maybe, think so. Maybe yep. if he was, I think he did. Mm. I definitely think so. <laughs> maybe like your tinfoil hat. <laughs> I definitely think so. Just putting on my conspiracy theory Star Wars hat. 
But, uh, yeah, it's a really cool episode. We get to see Ahsoka. And I don't know why they sent Ahsoka to, like, Yeah, and she's teach. still, like, what, like, 14? She's still, like, maybe 15. Maybe 15, but it's still, like, yeah, still very young. Yeah, we're make you teach this class. It's like, I mean, it kind of go, goes to show you how short, you know, shorthanded the, the, the Jedi are, maybe. Yeah, like, why would the Jedi just send, like, I don't know. I feel like Jar Jar would be better off <laughs> to send. <laughs> but I didn't like these kids. These kids were annoying to me. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember too much about this episode. Good. It wasn't. It wasn't this too was much not fun. memorable. Was not the really yeah. Good. That's what I'm saying. This is not a memorable episode. Um, the only thing I remember is that you know, Obi Wan, and Satine have a kid. <laughs> I no, they don't. Obi Wan would never break the Jedi code. He's perfect. He literally said he's he, perfect. Had you said the word, I would have left the Jedi Order. Oh my God. Oh well. All right. Uh, episode seven assassin return of aura singh um oh, yeah let me sum this up real quick uh aurora singh tries to kill padme and ahsoka stops it the end yeah that's the episode just saved you 26 minutes it's really like i think we're really facing ahsoka just kind of getting a little bit more experience under her belt yeah. this just... it was a soka centric arc like wow mm-hmm. she took out aura singh but, like, i did like i don't care i did like how you know padme is like a second mentor to to Ahsoka, and that yeah. really plays in part later when we get to the heroes on both sides arc. But oh you God. you really get to see you know Ahsoka working with Padme, and since you know Padme and Anakin are like you know they're married, so it's kind of like mm-hmm. they're raising a kid together. So have you seen like the fan art of like Ahsoka or uh, Anakin and Padme like raising Luke and Leia? With, like, yes, Obi-Wan. I did. That was I love that fan art. But it, it hurts a lot. It's to look so at. wholesome though. It hurts to look at, in my opinion. But there's but... another like alternate universe where that did happen, and it makes me happy. The multiple timelines. All right, uh, season three, episode eight. I, uh, I, 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 I this is not a memorable one a, at all. It's another bad episode. This is evil plans. Um, do you know? I think his name was like Fish Bino or something like that. He was the elect Cad Bane. Yeah, the little, his, little uh, fish weird, boy. little yeah, his weirdo. electric fish boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole thing is that Cad Bane and his fish friend are trying to capture C three P and R two D two. Which I'm surprised. Like, why don't separatists like go after like protocol droids more often? Just like, hey, like, what are they doing? Like. They like, might have something. Yeah, it's like they they have memories of everything that like has ever been said to them and like they're like seen. walking information. Units. Yeah, like what would happen if you just like kidnapped them and then like downloaded their hard drive? The hell, this this is another plot hole in the Star Wars universe. This is like another ramming into the ship thing. No, that eight. that's just a holdo maneuver. It's a one in a million chance. Oh, true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they retconned it. Alright, and now for another bad episode. Well, this is like the only time we ever get to see this guy. That, that this... Yeah, it's really sad because they cut his arc. Yeah, which he All was right. supposed to work with Ventress. No, yeah, let's get, he was supposed let's to fall in love it. with her. Quinlan Voss is who we're talking about, if you didn't pick up on that. Uh, Quinlan Voss, really cool character. He's like a dark Jedi. That's, that's what... dark. He just does his own thing. I don't think he's really a Jedi. He's just like, yeah, I used the light side and like, cool. I'm just going to do my own thing. He's like a rogue Jedi. Yeah, I guess so. I don't want to call him... He's just... He's still a Jedi, but, like, he's just not, like, a practitioner. 
He he's very not very dogmatic in the yeah, ways. No. He's just he's just a vibe. He's just he's just chilling, bro. He's just the vibe check. He's like <laughs> he's just the vibe check. He's Jedi. like, oh, who who's that? Oh, that's Quinlan. He's just kind of here. He what does he underco- do? I don't know. <laughs> he does cut undercover missions. He does uh he vibes. He's just chilling here. Yeah. Are y'all gonna do something about it? Nah. <laughs> yeah, he, just he, here alive. Uh, he's not hurting no one. Yeah. So uh, Cad Bane once again just gets to show off that he can take on Jedi by himself. Exactly. Two two Jedi. Yeah. You know Obi Wan Kenobi. You know. Yeah. It was really funny just to see like Obi Wan not vibing that much with Quinlan Voss. Yeah. It's like having like, to deal with like another Anakin, but, but like, maybe worse. Yeah. Just like a, like an Anakin if Anakin wasn't a real Jedi. True. Yeah. He's. Fun episode, but it has Zero the Hut in it. Thank God to get rid of him, yeah. kill him. Yeah, I'm really happy about that. Oh my God, you have no I idea. I did not like Zero. You're, neither did I. That's why I ranked him as an F tier. Ah, thank but, you, uh, Eugene, for dabbing. No, I did not. I didn't. I. That's that's false accusation. That okay. you can't prove anything. So. <laughs> All right, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but moving on. This this in in Trey's opinion, episode ten. Stop! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just so excited. <laughs> but here is where Trey believes this is the definitive. This is like the Battle of Midway for the Clone Wars. Oh this God. is where everything starts to take shape. Heroes on both sides. To give you that, to give you, to give you the four one one. You know, we see Padme Amidala with, taking along Ahsoka Tano on an undercover. You know, let's meet with some separatist peace sympathizers. And basically, we are told we are shown a side of the separatist movement that actually believes in the separatist movement and doesn't believe in the war. We get to see that there are good people on both sides, and that that, that the separatists aren't just a bunch of battle droid, you know, mustache twirling, you know, evil, no, 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 no gooders. I Shout guess. out to Count Dooku. Exactly, had had a big, 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 big rich man. And um, but anyways. Trey, why do you believe that this is the turning point of the Clone Wars? Oh boy, can we just shill on this? Oh my god. So, first of all, aesthetic change. Everybody gets their costume changes. So, Ahsoka now gets her... Oh, that's true. Yep. So, Ahsoka gets her new outfit that she carries until Season 7. And she grows a little older mm-hmm. as well. And you see her, like, physically grow older. Like, her in the Assassin episode in Episode 7 compared to episode 10 of heroes on both sides two they look completely different like she's much older and she's got the longer tail majiggies mm-hmm. she's got I, yeah i guess they're tails i, I don't know what to i think call they're them. like or something so i think they're like appendages something like that yeah we'll just call them tails but uh, so let me outside of that i love political episodes like this one here because you get this is when Ahsoka realizes oh the Jedi might be wrong and she we get to see her love interest Lux Lux let's go Lux. let's get some pogs for Lux <laughs> <laughs> but Lux is Lux Bonteri is such an important character in Ahsoka's arc because he's the one that makes her go oh maybe the Jedi and the Republic aren't completely right. And, like, we really get to see the politics of the Separatists. Not all of them are villains, like you said. Mm -hmm. But some of them, 
are just like these evil duplicitous villains like New Gunray, Wat Tambor, Count Dooku. They're just they're just being villains for the sake of being villains, but you get Lux's mom who's, you know, trying to work things out for peace and it just doesn't work. But Dooku's not gonna have that. Dooku nope. will not have that. Dooku and doesn't want peace. Lux is now an orphan. Yeah. Actually, what? Who is Lux's dad? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think he died. I think they mentioned he died earlier too. Maybe I don't remember. I don't know. But uh, the this here's why I say this is the turning point of Star Wars is because we're seeing Ahsoka not only become her own character, but we get the best line in all the Clone Wars, in my opinion, which is Ahsoka. The last line of this episode is maybe this war isn't so black and white as it seems and then credits and then this is where we start to see ahsoka's prime character growth she's not that you know chit chatty uh, you know smart smart wise cracking uh wise guy you know mm-hmm. you, and, you, it, oh. she becomes a lot more reserved and quiet i notice in like mm-hmm. the episode she's sure she'll have her moments while she's she becomes snarky, so much more like, serious yeah though. she's like oh, oh i've mm-hmm. been I've, she becomes I've seen more some. mature yeah she's like i've seen some shit bro mm-hmm. And this episode really matures her because she starts off the episode like, you know, Scrappy Doo's sidekick, and she comes out of it much wiser than a lot of the Jedi that we see. And here's what I also have to say for this like, here's what this leads up to. Not all the villains and the heroes are complex. Like, when we get to Ventress's art, mm-hmm. she's complex. She's not necessarily a villain for the sake of being a villain. We also get more of these arcs. Like, we'll get to Mortis later. <laughs> oh. Sorry. I love Mortis. Did, I love Didn't Mortis. mean to trigger you there, but... Oh, man. Heroes on both sides. Just such a good episode. Like, we go... It is so hard to find bad episodes after Heroes on both sides. Mm-hmm. And... and- watching an interview with Ashley Eckstein the voice of Ahsoka Tano she you know she's like she got a lot of hate uh, in the first two oh, seasons yeah, absolutely. and I did not like Ahsoka's character when I first saw her I thought mm-hmm. like like my 8 year old self thought she was bratty she was annoying and mm-hmm. she was supposed she was written that way she's be- supposed to yeah and that's that because she's a 14 year old well, naive Padawan do you hear that? it smells like it's a, or it sounds like it's a character arc exactly this is this is development oh and it's prime baby oh. it's prime it's prime rib on a Sunday, baby, mm-hmm. and Ahsoka grows, and I think this is that, like, Trey Duckler does bring up a good point here, and this is, like, where Ahsoka starts to convince a lot of the fan that like, she maybe she's more than just, you know, just the brat, and, you know, the the people that she is surrounded with mm-hmm. in, is, is Anakin and Obi-Wan and Padme. These, like, three are, like, her big three mentors mm-hmm. and they kind of they kind of rub off on her and she becomes a, a lot more wiser and she actually starts to think th- think things through and she becomes mm-hmm. a lot more skilled physically and prowess because she, she's going toe-to-toe with Darth Maul by season seven and that mm-hmm. proves how like how good her training is and how how much talent she also has and now yeah. she's widely regarded as many people's favorite characters in the entirety of the Star Wars universe and mm-hmm. rightfully so she earned that spot she did she earned respect and because respect is not given it is earned and I mm-hmm. think that this is where it really starts to begin yeah and here's the thing this came out 10 years ago mm-hmm and I remember as a kid, I was like, oh, this is boring, because I didn't understand it. But whenever I rewatched this, I went, wow, this is the moment that 
Star Wars The Clone Wars became great. It was good before. This is when it became great. And season five is when it became un- like just almost perfect. This is like this is peak Star Wars, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. We're getting there. So it's, yeah, and so literally the next episode, Pursuit of Peace. Eh, it's just all right. It's another Padme arc. It really goes to show how yeah. slimy the the politics is. Like yeah, you know, like the the backhandedness of it all, and like in such a wide vast universe, we we only live here on Earth, so we can only do so much. But in like a galaxy where you can disappear. You know, oh man, like, you know, mm-hmm. you can get away with a lot of stuff. And you can see that, you know, even though there are heroes on both sides, there are also villains on both sides as yeah. well. Fellow senators and uh, lobbyists and mm-hmm. businessmen kind of wanting to take out certain opposition targets. So that's, it, it's really It's cool. so good. I, lo- I still can't get over heroes on both sides. I can't believe this is a kid's show. All right. Season 3, episode 12. This is the first, like, real big boy arc like we had the Boba Fett arc we had the Ryloth arc most of these are three combined the three episodes so. here this this one is three episodes but this one is like a real beefy one like this one actually like follows one main theme mm-hmm. so episode 12 Night Sisters Count Dooku disowns Ventress and so we get Ventress's backstory, which what do you think of that backstory? It's 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 tragic and it mirrors a lot of and foreshadows a lot of what what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's she, her backstory. The basic theme is she was like kind of cast aside by the Jedi, and now she's being cast away by the Sith. Mm-hmm. So she's lost now, and she has nowhere else to go back to except for her clan, her family. Mm-hmm. Which, ah, oh, the Night Sisters are so cool. What a great way to introduce, like, talking about world building. This was world building on Dathomir. I mean, magic, other dark side using, male Zabrax, like. And, like, the aesthetics of it all. Like, it gives me the zoomies. It, give, it gives me the, it gives me the creeps. And, mm-hmm. like, it, it's. Like, going back to whenever our season two episode talking about that horror theme yeah it's just like oh it just feels like this planet reeks of rot and decay and death and that and i think that's just like having those negative you know feelings to that planet like it perfectly portrays what they were trying to go after yeah and i mean we get introduced here to mother talzin who is what a great villain of she doesn't really hate the republic she doesn't really have any goals it doesn't seem like she's another third party kind of like yeah. a hondo anaka in a sense. yeah she's just out here doing her own thing but hey one of her daughters was almost killed i'm gonna get revenge and so speaking of which season three oh, episode 13 monster so wow this is an episode Count Dooku is now in search of a new apprentice, and we go back to death. He goes back to Dathomir for one, but this mm-hmm. time he wa- he wants uh, someone else. And someone like Darth Maul, Maul, a male Zabarak. And they choose Savage Opress. Who... Well, let's get to how they chose. All right. Oh, man. When Asajj Ventress just shows up, and there's like 15 guys all there, and she's just like punching them kicking them just like you're weak you're weak 
Alright, I'll take like U7. Alright. Whoever the last two are surviving, after, like, you know, before I mm -hmm. kill you all, yeah, you can live. And ultimately, it's Savage and his brother who Savage just like take me instead of my brother. So she takes, you know, her brother, or Savage, and Savage turns into this skinny boy, into this big BV monster. Oh my god. And like oh. and amplified by that witch magic. And yeah. interestingly enough, uh, that that actually builds into a lot of the lore with Dathomir. Mm -hmm. Is that it's a matriarchal society. It's which dominated is by cool. women, which is really which is a neat idea. Mm -hmm. And and we and it's just like you get to see Maul being trained. Like he was he was supposed to be a sleeper agent. Uh to, to train under Dooku and then betray Dooku at the mm -hmm. whim of the Night Sisters, and you know, interesting fun fun fact: uh, Savage Press is voiced by Mister Clancy, uh, Clancy Brown, uh, the SpongeBob voice actor. So, holy SpongeBob, and the Red Hulk voice actor in Avengers: uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Mm, I did not know that. Yeah, no, he, he was also a, was in Punisher. He was he was Hank from Detroit Become Human. Yeah, which was he's in a he's a he's lot of things. I think he's I think he's a great talent. I think he's great. He is. I, I love, love him. I love Clancy Brown. But, oh, he was Long Bing in Avatar too. That's right. He was. Yeah, I forgot. But back to the point. He's, he's such a good. I love Savage, and like we get to see him at the, the end Jedi. of the episode. Just the Jedi Temple where he just <laughs> massacred. He just he just walked up, took out some. Uh, Not even with the lightsaber. He with the vibro axe. axe. Oh my god. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna, like, two-shot you guys. And having the re OG Republic Commandos... Bring in... Like, the um, body, oh my god. That, like, that's the last we ever saw of them until Battlefront 2. Which is so upsetting, but it was just so cool to see that they were oh, canonized. Yeah, we got to see Gregor. I forgot about Oh yeah, Gregor. that's Gregor. And then, but they're like, but, oh, like, god, but this gonna... OG squad, like, yeah. they now canonically exist, which is... Mm -hmm. Super cool to see, in my opinion. Obviously. But it just shows that threat level that they had to send these kind of guys to go retrieve the mm -hmm. body of a dead Jedi Master. So yeah, so oh, such a good episode, and oh, the world building is so cool. I love everything that this episode did, and then we get to episode fourteen, which is of the mist. So like Anakin and Obi Wan, they're taking a look for this savage oppress. And they're just trying to figure out, like, who is this person that could have taken out two Jedi? Like, who could have done this? And it leads them to Dathomir when they meet Mother Talzin and they find out. And then it leads into this really cool three-way battle, or I guess really four-way battle between Ventress versus... Savage versus Dooku versus Anakin and Obi-Wan. Right, but like Anakin and Obi-Wan really don't play a factor until they Dooku make, makes his escape. Yeah. So you, this is where Savage, you know, <laughs> so oh my God. He, at, he at the moment before he betrays anyone is as a sleeper agent for the Night Sisters. But he decides he has and he's had enough, and he mm -hmm. breaks free of his apprenticeship from Count Dooku and his control of from, from Ventress. Ventress. And so he decides to become his own lost, wandering, raging beast. And what a you want to talk about like forces of nature? 
Oh my! Like you have Savage two different puts in work. Like you see, like three types of fighter. You see, like you see Count Dooku with his you know, elegant, refined, clean cut form. To you have mm-hmm. a Sage Adventurous with, with her, her speed and her agility. Mm-hmm. And now you have Savage oppressed with this just pure, raw, unadulterated strength. Like, just power. And, like, Bowser. We're talking Ganon forward smash. Doria, man. Like, this guy is a powerhouse. Uh, And he's just so... uh, He's oppressive is what he is. Yeah, he's a savage. And just... And, oh my god, it was was such a cool idea Mm -hmm. of just, like, you know... And then we get... You know, we we you know what we get. We get the hint. We get a clue. Mm-hmm. We just get a little inkling. We get the that just maybe, maybe someone from episode one, a fan favorite, a, the, the kind of Boba Fett of the prequels, just might be alive. Mother Talzin sends Savage on his way to find his brother, who looks like a red Zabarak with black tattoos. So they'll never tell us who it is. I'll never tell. Well, we don't know. Don't but, ask us. Oh, oh it was just all oh, such a good art. The revival and the hype. Oh my oh, goodness! It was I just, could, I didn't believe it whenever I saw it. like they were oh, gonna get canceled before he comes back. I know, and just oh, they just the way they handled the story is so phenomenal. But due to the meddling of the execs and mm-hmm. of who own this, well, no, it's just it was because Disney bought. Yeah, and it was just mm-hmm. buyout, and I, they should have kept going and like the impact of Moss and Ahsoka's story just doesn't it land. is what it is though we got yeah. a good ending to it definitely but you know I you know I can't ask for more but still there's a part of me that it could have been so much that, better but know. oh well I'll take what I got we'll we'll discuss it more once we get to the season seven uh podcast but uh moving, so moving on to episode. Eugene are you excited for this one the freaking this is I think the goat the goat oh this is of season this is, Three. This oh, season three. I was gonna say like of the entire. No, uh, not the entire. Like not in the entire, like, entire I, series. But we for haven't season, gotten to season five exactly, yet. For season three, and I might eat my words for it as we go down the line. But I think this, like, this is why this is the goat. The goat. We get so many what if scenarios in the Mortis arc. The Mortis arc, baby. That's it. Like you know, no, come just, on. This is where I, we see. You know, we 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 see. You know these. Force gods. We see like the mythology of Star Wars really put into play here. The father, the daughter, and, and the, the son. son. And uh, props to Sam, Whit- Sam Witwer, you know, getting his kind of first that, that's taste. That's the goat right there. He is, and I, I just, I, it's props to Sam, Sam Witwer. Um, Sam Witwer, you're invited on the show please, whenever you want. <laughs> please, please, we'd be honored. And um, I wish we can get Sam Witwer. Or it's James Arnold point. Taylor, anyone. Of yeah, maybe the, I need to get more than twenty listens on one. Maybe, podcast. yeah. <laughs> just we'll we'll think about it. We'll it just add him is. on the Twitter. Yeah, and then on, on fifteen. So basically, what happens is um, Ahsoka, Anakin, and Obi Wan are responding to a call. An SOS signal. Yeah, and um, they just get captured by a blinding light. Just and they wake mystery, up. In it's kind of like it's like Bermuda Triangle type. It is. Eight. That's what I got. Vibes yeah, from. and so like they wake up in this strange like. It looks like paradise. Yeah, but it's like it's not like no what ethereal is that the word I'm looking for? No, it's just like this the surreal, plane exi- of this otherworldly another dimension. Of, yeah, and we get to we get to explore this this force playground, I guess, in a sense. Did you know what's really funny? What the people that got mad that time travel was introduced to Star Wars. Are people that love this arc? 
Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, there's time travel Star Wars. You haven't seen that? It's in Rebels. That's how Ahsoka was saved. Oh yeah, that, that, did you, no, I, no, I thought I was like for me. I didn't really hate the idea of time, like no, time I think travel. it's fine. I don't but like, I liked how limited they 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 made it. It was yeah. such a very limited thing, and that's just the proper way to do. It, I think. Yeah. But uh, other than that, it's just you know we get to see these what if scenarios of of each and every single one of like our our three our three heroes. We kind of, well, we get to see, like, each of them kind of get their own dream, in yeah. a sense, of Anakin sees his mother, where Sam Witwer, you know, corrected, <laughs> Sam Witwer corrected Dave Filoni. Have you heard about this? I, I think you, you remember, yeah, I think you remember. It's Sam Witwer, Dave Filoni was writing something, and he goes, I have a wife now, Mom, you would like her. And Sam Witwer's just like, uh, Batman and Shmi have met. Yeah. And Dave Filoni was just like, huh, oh, I just got out nerded. I don't like this. I love it when fans get to work on, on like, mm-hmm. actually be a part of, like, the yeah. universe they work on. I'll say it again and over and over again. God. I just, but, yeah, and so, you know, you, you get you, you get our heroes with these visions, and... Obi-Wan you, gets to see Qui-Gon again, which yeah. is really interesting. Because you, you can still, like, tell, like, you know, that's still gonna be bothering him. That doesn't, that doesn't stop bothering him until it doesn't. he actually defeats Maul once and for all mm-hmm. in Rebels. And, you know, and, like, imagine, like, having that moment replayed over and over again in your life, mm-hmm. and... Now, it's just... And I think the biggest vision that we get is uh, Ahsoka's. Because mm. Ahsoka's is like a, hey, your master's leading you down the dark side. Like, you gotta get out of here. Yeah, and it's like, Ahsoka, like, you know, of course says, no, my master's good. Like, you know, he's the chosen one, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But... Like, wow, it, her vision was the most telling, and the fact that she chose to ignore it, like, even up until season seven, she chose to ignore that. And, like, even when she was confronting Vader, she didn't believe that Anakin was Vader. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, well, in an interesting sense, I feel like that vision did play a little part into her decision of leading the, leaving the Jedi Order. Like, it, it has to. I, I think it definitely did to some extent. But you would think that her having that vision and also hearing what Maul said, that uh, he was looking for Skywalker, would make Hmm. her think, oh, shit, maybe, like, you know, this vision was correct. Like, let's also talk about, I don't think we talked about, like, the father, the daughter, and the son enough. Yeah, right. Of, like, how Anakin just, like, takes both of them out. Yes. Okay. That was such a, that was a baller moment. Like this is like this is the chosen one, showing off his full power. So the father does like this this kind of test or trial where, they where like he wants to see if Anakin truly is the chosen one, and he wants Anakin to take his spot as the mediator because the son. We're so dumb. What? Their visions didn't matter at all. I totally forgot that they wiped their mind. Like, they oh, wiped their memories of the Yo! Oh my morons. god! Dude, we are actually... we are oh, Forgive us for our over, oversight. Forgive me for my sins. Oh my god, but like... 
but it's just like oh they, yeah because he's Anakin saw Vader and then oh okay again well, this is the what if of what if they exactly. saw like they remembered their visions like I said earlier this is like the this is like the pinnacle of the force playground of what if what if materials yeah. and so basically what the father does is he is getting old and he can't mediate his his daughter and his son the son represents the dark side of the force and the daughter represents the light and he he needs someone to take over that spot and he believes the chosen one the one to restore balance to the force is the one to do that and it, they run a test and Anakin subdues these these force gods and like you know just like you know that's that's the chosen one for you that's that's he like oh my god this is pure like, like yeah Anakin's not just a fighter and a star pilot like he is this is like this is he's got he's got the he's, most powerful force oh my god I, I don't even have words for it he and he's has, not even in his prime yet like the, like we I think we were cheated out of seeing a lot of what Vader is capable of just because of the time that you know mm-hmm. that those movies were filmed but oh man Anakin Skywalker in his prime. This is like not even his prime yet. I think like uh, no, Anakin hits his prime in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, like, exactly. So prime. like this is Weird. years before his prime, and this is just goes to show show you how powerful he truly is, and how so many people, foe and friend alike, underestimate him. Mm-hmm. And um, so now the 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 son is scheming up this different ways to take control well, that goes into altar of mortis right that's episode 16 right but this is like and then but this is where we're laying the foundation and the groundwork mm-hmm. and like the the daughter's like hmm maybe i should stop this and i really like the, the parallels where obi-wan is like the the father uh anakin like the son and and Ahsoka like the daughter and interestingly enough the bird that follows Ahsoka around in mm-hmm. Rebels is the, do- is the daughter you know the daughter mm-hmm. she lives in Ahsoka cause you know Ahsoka dies and then is reborn through the sister mm-hmm. well she actually doesn't die yeah she does she's dead for a time until yeah. Ezra came back and saved no 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 Ahsoka died in this arc and then the sister sacrificed her life so that Ahsoka oh, could live. Oh, dude, I forgot that. Yeah, oh, dude, my Ahsoka's God. Right, because she the got corrupted by the sun. Mertz. Oh, Ahsoka. shit, dude. Oh, my God. Dude, that, like, if you were watching this for the first time, like, you would have thought, like, this might be the last time we see Ahsoka. I thought it would be. I saw you little Ahsoka, and I was like, oh, it's over. She was like, oh, boy. And, like, this is, like, you can feel the hurt where, like, she's, like, slinging insults at Anakin. Mm-hmm. You know, Anakin's like, like, I don't like it when you call me Snips. And he's, like, like, he's like, he's like, And chill. Anakin never called her Snips ever again. This, that, that's awesome. Like, that's, I don't think I, like, after that, I don't think Wait, Anakin but then, like, his called. memory would be wiped about it, though. Yeah, but no, still, still, like, I don't think he ever called her, like, I don't remember the last time I don't he remember either. Snips. So, but I think, but just like, what a phenomenal episode yeah. of like, you know, the representation just a great arc of and how he, like the force embodies, like there's like force gods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, Ghost of the, Ghost of Mortis where Anakin sees his future. That's, that, the score, I think, I think the score is what sells it. You it want is, to talk about like devastating, it's Anakin's reaction to like seeing his future it, it kind of reminds me of Count Dooku's downfall because Count Dooku uh, had visions about you know the coming dark side and he trained all his life he purposely put, specialized in form 2 lightsaber combat because form 2 is excellent against lightsaber co- combat mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and because Keanu was preparing for the return of the Sith, and that's all he prepared for. And you know, Until Yoda he became the Sith. Exactly. So he's like, you know, you became the very you 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 lost yourself in the you process of trying the very to thing you swore sword to destroy. destroy. Exactly. And it's 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 almost like poetry, as George Lucas would say. It's like poetry. They rhyme. <laughs> But then, but then, like you see Anakin, like and, like, and when the visions finally finalize, and then there's the Darth, Darth Vader, Vader mask, and like oh. I love like the the prelude where it's like the younglings. Oh my god! And, like the music, the music I think is what truly sells this scene. Mm-hmm. And then Anakin, the Sith eyes, he's like, "I'm sorry, Master. I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do." And then Ahsoka, like you know, outsmarts him, and he's like, "You little shit!" And it's like you know. Like, you, you ruined the ship, I can't get out of here. And so, because, like, I think what I think the sun was trying to do, if I remember correctly, was possess Anakin and unleash yeah. him across the galaxy so the dark side could take over. Mm-hmm. But the only way to do it was for the son, the daughter, and the father to all die. Yeah. And eventually the Force would be once again in Imbalance. The, yeah. Which, until until Sheev comes Sheev. back. But what's and, really interesting with this is, like, we see how the father is about order whereas you know the son's about chaos and the daughter's more about balance than anything else you know just really symbolizing what the force is and like people would like to think that order and balance are synonymous but they're not yeah you can have orderly chaos like like kenobi is about order but mm -hmm. ahsoka i think is more about balance yeah i look i Definitely agree with I that. really like that parallel because you really see Ahsoka and you Obi-Wan see. clashing on season seven. Mm-hmm. And and but like you they are literally parallels of each other. Yeah, you know, you, you have really Obi-Wan see. as like the old old ways of the Jedi. You see mm-hmm. Anakin is the dark side and Ahsoka is that balancing light, so mm-hmm. Alright. Next up, really good arc. I love this arc. Phenomenal arc. The Citadel. Is Rex in... The, no, Rex is not here. Rex was not in the Citadel. I know Cody was. Cody was. Rex wasn't. I think Rex was. No, it was just Echo and Fives from the 501st. No, what, now hang on. Let's see here. Let's see here. Yeah, because I, I don't think... Let's answer our own question yeah. before we head on forward. way you type so slowly is infuriating me. Well, I just want to make sure I'm doing it right. You still spelled Citadel wrong. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah, there. Okay, he was in the... Yeah. But he just probably played a minor role compared to everyone well, else. Hold on, let me... Because, no, there's no way... I don't think he was in the Citadel arc. He was. Sorry, <clears throat> gentlemen. Technical difficulties. Okay, yeah, so Rex was in that. Yeah, so you this, were right. This is the second time we... Well, not the second time, but... It's the third, third time Third now. time we get to see Cody and Rex working together. Mm-hmm. We get to see the 212th and 501st, I think. We get two. to see Echo and Five yep. together. They're and back. They of, are back, baby. A couple of, you know... 212th fodder. Yeah, some fodder clones. Unfortunately. And we also get to see Sase Tin. Do you remember him? Yeah, I do. Uh, he But he comes in at the later at the end of the arc. No, he co- he's here in episode one. He he does no. He's the pilot. He's the evac. He's the evac mission. 
that's that's Peel. Evan Peel. That's Evan Peel. Yeah. I always get those two mixed up. Yeah, no, Evan Peel, the little t- tiny dwarf Jedi you saw sitting on the council in Episode One and Two. Yeah, and uh, cool dude, I like. Yeah, him. he was he was he, for someone surprisingly who looks so scarred and grumpy is quite witty and yeah. quite has has quite a lot to say. But let's talk about like the Citadel. What a dark arc it is, and it really shows. You know, like. This is the direction we're going in. This is war, yeah. baby. This is war, and well, so and we get to see the the opening where like uh, like Anakin and Obi Wan are like we're going on a top secret mission without you, Ahsoka. Yeah, and Ahsoka's like, why? But and what if I can? can. Like, what if I what if I showed up? You know, and and because and it kind of shows how you know Anakin's. I hope I don't become a wall decoration. Exactly. What a great line. I love that. It's like a little callback, and like it kind of ties into how Anakin as Vader knew how the carbonite freezing would work. It's how he knew. He's like, I did it to myself before. I wouldn't do anything to anyone. I wouldn't have done to myself. Yeah. And um, <laughs> which I think is it's just it's so funny and. I, I love R two like taking control of like the battle droids, the little little his squad boys. of battle droids. So I'm proud of it. It is so funny. It, like I love it. It's great comedic God. relief. You know, I love too. So, um, what's his name? Sebek. Oh, the, the the prison guard. Yeah. So Sebek, and do you know what his tactical droid's name is? R. What was it? Kate. It was K- Yeah, it's like Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Rest Kobe. Rest in peace, Kobe. But like, I that was. Yeah, the, I, I, I think that that, ca- that tactical battle droid was also voiced by Ahsoka Tano's voice actor. I think that's the one. The, that was a male. No, no, no. They they do the voice changers and they make it really. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I love. But that. you can if you go back and listen, you can see the voice a little bit higher pitched compared to other tactical. I'll have droids to listen. To that, that sounds cool. Yeah, and but honestly, like this episode is super tense because oh, you know I no one is getting somebody get like cut in half. Oh yeah, like a clone getting like a clone like get or and or electrocuted on a mine or something yeah. like that, and like you know you get to see the commando droids are back and it's like they're dark. they're just as badass as ever, mm-hmm. and like like this they're just walking through like this this absolute Ooh. death trap. You know who we forgot to mention? Captain Tarkin. Oh well, we he comes in later. He comes Tar- in later. Well, we get introduced again. We get introduced to Tarkin, and it, we meet everybody. Like they're freed okay. in episode eighteen, and then nineteen, like it was the Citadel, just like slapping them back yeah but this is like it's a really nice tie into how mm-hmm. you know why what Tarkin was like because Tarkin had to have been here during the Clone exactly. Wars where was he like you can't like in, what in, was he like you, he, you can't have like you know you look at these generals and you know whatnot. like you they're they're old and crusty but they don't just get there instantaneously but they've had to have years and years of hard work and service that, and that's what, one of the greatest things about the military is that you know someone who's up in that position is there for a reason mm-hmm. most of the time yeah. uh, and 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 whether you like them or not, you know... Unless they're elected. Exactly. Which, typically in military, you're probably not elected. Yeah, but you get elected to be the commander-in-chief. That is true, so... Oh, that's that's a really poor decision, I think. But it's whatever. But, uh... That's America. Yeah. Alright, episode 19. The counter-attack. Counter and not the Republic's counter-attack. Ooh. The separatists. Oh, and this the separatists. And this high-pitched voice cowardly little prison boy like I did not like you know there's there's like James Arnold like well, not James Arnold Taylor Obi-Wan makes fun of the guy for having a high pitched voice mm-hmm. but he's, he's still cruel he is he is, he's mess. ruthless uh, he's ruthless he's and this is where intimidating this like, is where uh, Echo uh, sadly yeah this is where disappears. Echo this is where Echo dies quote, quote unquote, unquote. <laughs> but like you owe me a Echo is MIA after this 
So, you know, this is now we are led to believe that Fives is the last standing member of the Domino, Domino Squad. Squad. So, you know, he lost his brother. Like, you know, and we the, thought that too. Like, we did not know this until a long, long way Like, they time. came out with the, uh, this was one of the unfinished episodes when they said, hey, Echo was alive this whole time. Exactly. Like, so it was like, wow, okay, cool. Like, really, like, we only found out that Echo was, Echo was alive once the recently, Clone Wars, like, season five like, ended. Like, before. No, not even then. Like, we didn't find out until, I think, like, 2016 we yeah, found like, out. Like, so after season six Yeah, like, after season six. Yeah, and, like, once, we, like, the un- unfinished episodes were mm-hmm. kind of released and yeah. for the public. And, like, Which is Great. Like, I remember where I was like, whoa, Echo's alive. Like, I know. Holy shit. And I'm glad they really brought that back to fruition. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of upset we didn't get to see the Utapel arc, which yeah. I saw the unfinished episodes. And the, come on, the new Grievous model was the just there Grievous for a still frame. Yeah, and I'm like, just, come on. They just teased us with it. They said, check out how good Grievous looks right now. Oh, man. But, like, the animation comes a long way. But uh, you Counterattack. Got- it's just, wow. You want to talk about, like thinking that they probably could fail I definitely thought they would this is a suicide this is a suicide mission by like by, by all means mm-hmm. like you are not gonna get in there and get out without losing a couple of people mm-hmm. at the least and, and so then episode 20 with Citadel Rescue I mean this is where again we see because Ahsoka and Tarkin have been clashing this entire time because but Anakin is starting to like it like, oh yeah Anakin's got a new best friend yeah but like, Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. God, I love that. But like, Ahsoka's just like, I don't like Tarkin. Something about him's off. And like, she's right. But it's also like, you know, Tarkin's big military, big, you know, bureaucracy. Whereas Ahsoka is more in tune with the Force. And I don't, we didn't really see Obi Wan and Tarkin interact. We see Anakin and Tarkin interact. And Obi Wan definitely disapproved of how Anakin was interacting with Tarkin. Mm-hmm. Tarkin. But like. Anakin was just like, yeah, I think that they should be, like, deregulated and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, but, like, are you sure you really want that, Anakin? And Tarkin was a big fan of Anakin as well, Mm -hmm. because Anakin had the guts to do whatever it took. Yeah. And that's what separates Ahsoka and Anakin. Well, Um, Anakin's just gonna straight up murder you, like, mm -hmm. to save the day. But Ahsoka would rather save you and save the day. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Ahsoka, that's, that is the defining line, where... You know, Ahsoka and Anakin are very much alike in very much many senses, except for oh my goodness, but except for in the sense of where they disagree on Tarkin, uh, mm-hmm. and Obi Wan disagrees on Tarkin as well. And one of my favorite favorite quotes that by Obi Wan at the end of the episode, once they come out of this all alive, is that, <clears throat> and I take this around with heart, and I use it in my everyday life is if you win without honor, then you've already lost, or something along the lines like that. And because like Tarkin and Anakin are willing to do whatever it takes but if you do whatever it takes that leads to extremism in my opinion and that's just my opinion and unless you're playing Smash Bros yeah the then, then you can cheese your gimmick cheese 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 I love cheese and um but yeah that's like kind of like the defining line between what you know Anakin is and separates that from Obi-Wan and Anakin, uh, Ahsoka yeah so I think this was a phenomenal arc really good at building tension you like such great at building tension, great at character building for Anakin and Ahsoka in this. Great for well, not the so clone. great for fives. Well, but yeah, not gr- not great for him, but like great in the sense that it's storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like Rex is now a 
a captain and like has well not now but he's been a captain, captain for such a long time that he you know he's lost so many men underneath him and like that's his brother this is his friend too yeah like, so not just his brother but like his friend like he like he's literally watched this guy go from being some just outpost trooper to becoming an, an art trooper. like so like a special ops guy like mm-hmm. and like, like dude oh did you remember like first seeing echo die like, do you remember how you felt? Because, like, for me, I was in, like, complete shock. Like, they yeah, killed it's, it's, Echo. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I love TV and me, any forms of media that can pull off a plot twist. Mm-hmm. Like, they killed people. Well. Like, it was going out of style. Exactly. In and, like, like, and that's the reality of war. You know, you don't have mm-hmm. heroic plot armor. If you take a bullet to the head, you're done. Like, that's it. And that's just the harsh reality of the world. So. Yeah. It's, man, what a good arc. Yeah, and then so we finish off season three with uh, Panel One Lost and Wookie Hunt, which these are. Eh. For me, I, I like. For me, I. Okay, so it, we reached our hour limit, so we're gonna mark. We just need to put it here. So for whoever's gonna be editing this, just mark it here, and we'll do our transition. So. Last two episodes, what do you think of them? They're pretty good, right? I th- I think so. In my in my opinion, I think they were uh, phenomenal. Like retaking that idea of you know Ahsoka without her lightsabers, what it means to be a Jedi without like that lightsaber, you know? Yeah, and just to build off of that, like we see that with lightsaber lost mm-hmm. and all. Of but that. at that point, Ahsoka's still that you know starry eyed child. Yeah, she's still a kid, but now she's you know a little bit older. Pe- she's post heroes on both sides now she post citadel post citadel oh my god like imagine like mm-hmm. how traumatizing like i think who was the one that died like well like yeah even even Hill died yeah. but who's in whose arms oh uh, i think it was ahsoka sure. might have been ahsoka's or rex's i yeah no i think it was ahsoka she yeah, probably he, was he died ahsoka's. in ahsoka's arms yeah. so you know ahsoka's like oh yeah, oh, that definitely. Oh shit. And so, like, some like something's gonna like you know she's gonna be rattled, and she's gonna be a lot more wise, and she's gonna be a lot more mature. And you get to see her without her lightsabers. You get to see her fill that she, that the the roles and the shoes of being a leader, being calm, cool, collected, and ra- like rallying morale between it within within your team. Yeah. And you and and if you she go becomes to, a real leader exactly. Too. And this is and it's very important. I think that's what this episode is trying to drive home. And mm-hmm. it's because at the very end of this arc. You see Ahsoka thank Anakin for training her. He, she wouldn't have made it out exactly because because it was through her training and his, his, Anakin's training that she was able to develop this this unyielding confidence, this courage, this never give up attitude, this gung ho. I will keep fighting till my very last, but you know, in a smart way, mm-hmm. and be sneaky about it because Anakin is a tactical genius despite yes. all his raw power and whatnot, but. And you With really faking surrenders and exactly. Everything. He's he's big smarts, and you can see Ahsoka take after him. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. she she's she's also very clever. She's pr- proven that, and she's very capable in combat. And you know, you get to see, she she sees her fellow Padawan stuck here for a long time yeah. die, even though you promised them freedom. You know, Khalif just got shot. Yeah, the heart. I mean, oof, and uh, like, and then you get to see Chewbacca thrown in that thing. Yeah, and, and little, you know, Trandoshans. I guess they're cool. So, let me guess. Your favorite is the Mortis arcs. Yeah, I I, gotta, I, I gotta say, 
it, like Morse arc in season three is goaded. It is pure like mm-hmm. Star Wars like mythology and just oh my god, it was just, just so glorious. Good. It was just the what like like I said, it's a forced playground of what if scenarios, and mm-hmm. by God, they did it well. God, you you know I gotta have heroes on both sides be my number one. Oh, I love this arc so much. And like I said, it's close. It's, it's oh, I love heroes on both sides. This really is the turning point of the series. And season three, it kind of started off on that kind of season one tier, season, season two, two tier kind of. But then episode, season t- episode 10, ten, that's where it really ramps up. Oh, this is God. this is excellent, and I'm really looking forward to going over four through seven because oh my, this is when it gets really good. Like I'm not too excited about talking about the trace arc with the you oh know. boy Martez sisters. Mm. But uh, other than that, I think there's a lot of. That there's just way too much gold to go around, so yeah. I'm looking <laughs> I'm so me, excited. To forward to this. <gasps> Excuse me. All right, and with that being said, that's all I know. <laughs>